0: Hello and welcome to the Cinemondo podcast with Kathy, Mark, and Burke, talking about movies, horror, sci-fi, unusual, unknown, forgotten, underappreciated, always interesting. And you
1: sometimes sp- Stephen King.
2: You <laughs> spiked that opening. Then wow, I, know, that was down very
1: I was going dramatic. to try to do
0: it in a in a. Like a British accent, you know, like a like a Michael Caine kind of accent, like "Hello, welcome to the Cinemondo Podcast."
2: I'm so glad you did. There's the
0: whole, or or like Parker from Thunderbirds or something. "Hello, my lady," but (laughs) but because the idea was, uh, you know, all these English. Actors playing Americans, right?
2: Uh huh. So I taking should, our job, I or should
0: be allowed to do that, right?
2: Give me your Aussie accent, like some, like a guy from Mad Max doing the doing the opening
0: Go. Oh, hello, welcome to the Cinemondo <laughs> podcast. That's not Mate, bad. With Kathy Mac <laughs> and Beck talking about movies,
1: a little more crocodile like, hunter like, than Mad Max. Like crocodile,
0: <laughs> uh, crocodile, Dundee.
2: <laughs> Very yeah. Paul Paul Hogan. Is that what
0: oh,
1: like, like yeah, like Paul Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> You're, you're Wolf Creek. You're just going to dismember a bunch of
2: kids now.
0: It's like the, some <laughs> of the some of the other characters in Mad Max. <laughs>
2: exactly. Night Riders, our special guest. Yeah. <laughs> <Woo-hoo! laughs> Condolini wants his hand back. <laughs>
1: I'm not but, doing <laughs> any accents. It's just not going to happen.
0: But there's so many actors from from other countries. You know, other other realms that are doing that are acting in these parts that are very americana, you know, very american stereotypes like the the gruff old cop, you know, the the the, um, the private investigator and all that. And it's like these people are they're they're british, they're good. You know, mm-hmm. Which is pretty it, cool. It's it's another layer of of what they're bringing to
2: these characters. I don't you know? know how
1: they do that. Yeah.
2: Oh, it's, it's mind boggling. Cause You're... it's
1: already hard enough. I would think to act just even with your own accent, but to have to worry about your accent and act, how do they, I well, want to talk to an actor about well,
0: that. Not just the accent, but the cultural stuff. Like, I mean, if we went to, if we went, if, if I were an actor and I went to London and I was supposed to play a typical London cop, I, I mean, I might be able to do, you know, with, with some training and whatever, I might be able to nail the accent But as far as like the cultural things, like what I would say Mm -hmm. and how I would say it, you know, that that's pretty intense. I think they go through a lot of research and they probably uh, talk to a lot of people, interview real police officers and things. And some people
1: are better at it than others. I think maintaining maybe, you know, if it's on the page and you feel like your character, you know, you, you get deep into the character just through your process that the accent is sort of almost an automatic natural thing for them at that point.
0: Yeah.
2: But it's interesting though when you watch a show and then like, you know, at the at the end of the show you look at the cast, you realise that guy's British. Yeah. Well, that woman <laughs> is from Australia? What? You know it's, like, it's mind
1: boggling. It is. It's and, shocking when you see like like it was the same with Walking Dead. Yeah. And the actor who played Rick Grimes. So yeah. What's his name? Um Lincoln. Lincoln. Yeah. Um, I was about
0: to say Kennedy. No. (laughs) James Polk. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) President. Andrew Jackson.
1: What was his name? George Bush. No. Um, Uh, Andrew Lincoln. Andrew Lincoln. Andrew Lincoln. And it was weird to see him do it. And he did a really good Southern accent that a lot of Americans can't even pull off because it always bugs me when I hear a bad Southern accent. Yeah. And then they'll cut to a making of right after the show and you see it and you're like, what? Like it's just weird to see him being so British. (laughs)
0: Yeah. But he, 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 you could kind of hear through him a little bit sometimes. There were a few times in there, especially when they get into the really intense things where they're like the freak outs and whatever. Sometimes there would be a little tiny inflection in there that I would catch, but not very often.
1: Not very often at all. He was good. He. Yeah. That's why, I mean, I, I think that's one of the main reasons I don't watch Walking Dead anymore is he's not on it anymore. And I, uh-huh. I realize how much of a a solid through line he was for me. Like he was like one of the reasons I watched the show. So now yeah. he's not on it. Even though, you know, Norman Reedus is great and I loved him too. He's not enough to make me watch it. Yeah.
2: Well, plus you got to get out of the fucking North Georgia mountains. I know. Get away I from mean, those you know, same you know, pine you know, trees. Like, please find a plane. Maybe something. they have.
1: I don't know. I haven't seen it for like four seasons yeah, I now. Know, I
2: know. But after I think they're eight,
0: still <laughs> there. Yeah. They're still in that same. <laughs> they're
2: still around uh, Duluth or Rome, Georgia. Yeah,
0: <laughs> It's like 12 <laughs> feet by 12 feet that they're <laughs> confined to.
1: Wouldn't it be
2: cool if they just did a really radical shift and they just are in New York? Yeah, I mean, I just thought they could find maybe. I know it's hard, like, but if they could have thrown. They've written this in that they find some little airfield and somehow there's a little plane that actually works and somebody kind of took lessons once and maybe well, could, you know can't the they just eventually is, walk you
1: know. there in a few years? <laughs> I well, mean, the, 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 the thing about so
0: finding a plane or whatever is like there are literally millions of airplanes now.
2: But you yeah. have to know how to fly a plane. You but can you, figure it out. You would wing I it. I don't know. If you were like wing zombie, it, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, just go and I I wing can, it. I can, I can, maybe I can just get. I, just I would get just drive up in it. the air to see what what is going on in. in but my see, your one
1: little mistake in the air while you're figuring it out kills you. And I so, just would be afraid.
0: so you no <laughs> longer zombie. live in the world with zombies <laughs> everywhere. <laughs>
1: then you are a zombie.
0: But at least you have a chance to get away from this place and to see it from above and like, you know, fly, you know, figure out how to fly flying. It's not that easy. I could do it. Oh, shut up! <laughs> oh my God, this is
2: what you taking. No, I mean it's if not you that could hard. Find someone I can who's a pilot. It. I'd rather do that. That would be in the show, like somebody. Oh, yeah. I took lessons when I was twenty. You know, like maybe thirty. Or years just ago. a fucking pilot. Yeah, or a pilot. <laughs> There's pilots, you know. But I, I
1: wonder how many years would you still be able to get gas?
2: Gas is
0: everywhere. Gas, but it evaporates. Stays, no, it does. It's, if it's in a tank, it'll be fine. In a,
1: I yeah, but then car, you know, engines. If you don't start, batteries die. And all. I mean, Look, there Cat- have to be reasons.
0: Kathy, they found gasoline <laughs> in the pyramids that was still good. It was still worked.
1: Did the batteries still work? Yes. In yes. the pyramids? No, I don't yes. think so.
0: It was, <laughs> it
2: was 95 octane, too. I yes.
0: I mean, I if we don't start. The firing our... saucers still <laughs> took off. and they. <laughs>
1: if I don't start my car, my my gas car, at least once a week, it's dead. I can't imagine, like in Walking Dead, it's been years that you'd find a car that was still working unless they've been maintaining it.
2: Well, mm-hmm. all I can say is nine or ten years of The Walking Dead. I would say they they could have thrown something in where somehow they come to an airfield yeah. and maybe some guy is hiding there and he's no, he's a pilot or he knows <laughs> how or, yeah. or or he he's a yeah. mechanic who knows how to sort of I mean, there's a way to do it so yeah. you get out of there. Yeah. Give me a fresh, give me the planes. You know, give I mean, me, some of them had tanks me, and mountains.
1: stuff. Like, why wouldn't you find plane? And yeah. then they had the thing you know where the helicopter swoops in and saves Rick. Yeah. Dimes. Well, what, where's well, that guy come from? What? There's <laughs> a pilot right there. The only there. living pilot. <laughs> and, and, anyway. he's,
0: and he's staying in that 12 foot by 12 foot square of Georgia um, backwoods <laughs> with everybody else, where there's a billion trees for zombies to hide behind and nowhere to run. And it's like, get, like you're saying, go to a city. Go to a city where you can. Put yourself up high. I don't know. I could go on and on about. Well, but
2: their answer know. was like, oh, forget it. Forget Atlanta. It's gone. Oh, forget Charlotte. It's yeah. gone. You got to go all the way up to Washington or whatever. Well, anyway. I
1: like the idea that they were going to the CDC. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And First this is season. this is right out of Last of Us, that video game. It's the same story, basically, yeah. where, you know, there's just the guy and the tr- the girl, the young girl, and they're trying to find their way to the CDC so that they can get help and find out what's happening. And it's zombies. And, you know, they, they were heading in that direction and they just sort of left it. Yeah. <laughs> they stopped. Yeah, like never mind the CDC; it's gone.
0: <laughs> Those episodes were too expensive,
1: or did they? So now no, I'm they exploded. all exploded.
2: No, the CDC exploded. Remember yeah. Noah Emmerich, the actor, was in there. That's right. and he knew the secrets or something. That's right. It exploded. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, they took care of it real fast because yeah. they're like, "This is going to cause problems." Yeah. Right, it's right. funny. I thought that was in Last of Us.
2: I'm like, "Wait, was yeah. that in Walking Dead yeah. or Last that
1: of was, Us?" I was Walking dead. <laughs> All right. Well, but, of course, the CDC is in Georgia also.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, I remember driving past it all the time, wondering what kind of horrible diseases were in there.
1: Well, the coronavirus is probably going to wipe us all out, so mm. there you go. Nature's taking on. care of it. They're like, get rid of this disease that is humans. Mm. Well, do
0: you, do you guys read? Do you guys read books?
1: I listen to books now.
2: <laughs> I read the ones with pictures <laughs> only.
1: I, you know, I, I have so little time. Like, when I start reading, I just fall asleep. Because I'm so tired from working all the time.
2: Well, I, I oh. have a I have a book by my bed too, yeah. and my I, eyes I start to it's cross like a after page pages. A But I do love to read, and once you get to a certain point in a book, then it becomes your best friend, and mm-hmm. you just love it. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes that first, you know, couple of chapters, you're like, ah, you know, I got to get into this. Right. Yeah.
1: But you know, in Los Angeles, I spend more time in my car than I do, you know, after work being able to read. Right. So, and we have to watch so many movies for this show. <laughs> um, so I feel like I've gotten. Up to speed on so many great books, strictly because I can listen to audiobooks. Yeah, yeah. I think they're books I would never have read. Right. So I love that because you're sitting in your car for an hour every day. So there's a whole hour of reading. Right. That you know. Yeah. So I, you know, that's how I listen to the book that we're about to talk about. So you listen well,
2: to the.
0: Yeah, I I read constantly. I'm always reading. I always feel like I'm always in the middle of a book or two or something. And I and. I there's a, it's a completely different thing. I I know people always say, "Well, I saw the show about the book and it's not as good as the book." And I've never felt that way about anything. It's like like yeah, I may have enjoyed the book more than the movie or enjoyed the movie more than the book, but to me they're completely different things. Yeah. And I feel like there's there's a lot of I mean you read on the on the internet there's a lot of crabby little people who get crabby in, little <laughs> bitches there. And they're like, "Oh, that character isn't exactly what i wanted it's not the type of person i wanted in my story that i've read sorry yeah you and make your own
2: show
1: yeah you write your own fucking book if you're yeah. so good at it
0: but that's what i'm, I'm we're going to talk about a, a show today today
1: yeah <laughs> it's it's, it's <laughs> what's wrong with me <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's
2: the bitter it's the bitter kathy episode episode
1: yeah. <laughs> yes. hates every episode have, join us we already have the title <laughs> <laughs> Why well, little bitches? I hate them all.
0: <laughs> but you know, it's fun though. It, it's fun to get past that. You know, to just take a step beyond it and to think in terms of like this Batman movie that's coming up. And every, of course, you know, when you look up things about this upcoming Batman movie, there's a million posts saying
1: I hate the costume. Oh god, his that. costume is awful. And when the movie comes out, they'll be like, Oh, it does work in context.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's
2: stupid. I hate it.
0: And it's like, well, good. Don't go see it. There'll Design be a, your own Batman. Another costume. seat for me in the yeah, theater. Yeah, and
2: there's. You know, 10 you know, they'll see it, it anyway. To watch. Yeah. You have like four different Batmans to choose and from. And they're all so good. So they, why don't you enjoy those?
0: They they act like they hate it because it's different from yeah. the other one. Or that not they what love. they're expecting. But what I really love about genre a lot of genre, entertainment and genre characters that are written that are written and sort of rebooted and redone, like Batman, you know, for instance. There's the million versions of Batman. The old TV series with Adam West. I love that, you know. But I also love Christopher Nolan, but they're completely different <laughs> things. They're not the same guy. Right. <laughs> and if you go to a Christopher Nolan movie saying, oh, it doesn't have the Biff, Bam, Pow things when he gets into a fight, I hate it.
2: Where's Frank Gorshin? Yeah. You know, like... <laughs>
1: Well, I, there, there's definitely resistance to anything new. Yeah. And there's resistance, you know, there's expectations and, level, you know, expectation levels. And it's like, instead of living in this state of expectation, people just need to be grateful. Yeah. And you just need to go, I'm so glad there's another Batman movie. I yeah. love Batman. There's uh, another take you know, on it. Here's I'm so another... glad there's another Stephen King novel because, you know, if, whether I like it or not, great. It's like, instead of like, well, it's just not what I wanted from Stephen King, just
2: just and, take it. And of course, a uh, uh, Stephen King, well, we'll, ta- we'll talk Stephen King, uh, You, everybody in their mind when they're reading a book, has a certain vibe of what that character might yeah. look like, and it's like, it's going to be sort of the same, but maybe not. Yeah, but just, so they turn that into a movie or a TV show, you can't expect that. Oh, that's not the way you know I thought. Yeah, no, the filmmaker look. read
0: that book too, and exactly. had an exactly.
2: And also, there's other uh, other th- you know things with the production as far as casting that make to help make the decisions as you know wh- whether it's just the show goes or not. Right. Yeah, you know, so there's a lot of more practical things. But with but, things
0: like Batman again, you know, like we may love those Christopher Nolan films, but I can't imagine how terrible it would be if there was an announcement made by Hollywood saying that the only Batman you're ever going to have from now on is the Christopher Nolan version. Right. There's not going to ever be another take on it, another, you know, somebody else's vision of the Batman character. You're you're going to have the Christopher Nolan one from now on. There's mm-hmm. going to be 30 more movies of that Christopher Nolan dark then Batman. Then you get real sick of it. <laughs> right. You get sick of There's it. No chance sick of the, it. Yeah. There's
2: no chance for the the Steve Gutenberg Batman. Right. <laughs> that is not happening, <laughs> people. Gutenberg. No chance. I would like to see... Who would you like to see as Batman? We know uh, Robert, Robert Pattinson is coming. Robert Pattinson is, is, is going to be pretty cool, I think. Ryan Reynolds did not he do did Batman. Not do he it. did no. Batman. He
1: would be fun as Batman. I, mean, he, I think he's almost beyond Batman at this point because he's, sort of, <laughs> he's done Deadpool. But I like a Batman with a sense of humor. And he can still be serious... But there's a little wink because I think these super serious dark oh damage the I do not like it. Like Christian Bale, <laughs> super boring. I just I'm looking at it going okay,
2: rich dude with toys, whatever. Uh, I
1: just don't like it. Been I like, like, like it with it. a little yeah. bit more. You,
2: you want know. somewhere between Adam West and Tim Burton, like uh, oh, Tim, Tim B- Burton one? Did yeah. you like George Clooney?
1: I did, I don't know if I even <laughs> saw that one or
2: Val Kilmer. Yeah.
1: Oh no, I I think I gave up on those at that yeah, point. They're, they're kind of I good. didn't yeah. see they're, those. They're kind of tough. Yeah. I know it's not good for me as a completist, but I did not. I it's saw okay. Them,
2: but yeah, but they're not. You know, Mr. Freeze. Anyway, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. But yeah. uh, but uh, but it's very hard, you know, to please everybody when you're trying to do a you know TV or movie version of a book, especially of a, a beloved st- book, especially a st- Stephen King. Yeah. who is just like the king of all. You know, authors. king is the king. Yeah,
1: and,
0: and so- people read his books with with just this fandom. You know, it's like very much. Um, you know there's forums where people discuss his books as they read them you know like <laughs> online reading groups you know and he's he's one of the only you know novelists that so i think d- builds up that kind of i mean there's a few of them but he's got a fan base that's rabid for him they love him and i love him. i mean I'm, I'm one of those fans too but then when the of course when the movies come out about his things or the tv sh- series or movies <laughs> those some of those fans jump on it like you know, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. You know,
2: mm. can't I? Just, can't you just be like, like <laughs> you said? Can't you just be happy and enjoy the show? Yeah. Or not watch it. Like this whole thing. Like like. So we're talking about the show that's on HBO called The Outsider.
0: Yeah.
1: A way to bury the lead, just kinda of uh, threw it out there, didn't make it a big out deal there, out of moment. it. Oh by the way, we're all talking about this. Anyway.
2: <laughs> we can edit that out. But I'm very matter of fact. Yeah. yeah.
1: Let's do it. Let's cut to the chase. Yeah. We're talking about the outsider. Well, what's interesting about the outsider is it wasn't one of the biggest Stephen King books. Right. It wasn't like the stand or the shine. Like, you know, it was almost like a it was a, a smaller, more low key book. And yeah. so I think people weren't as obsessed with the specifics of this book particularly. It was a
2: little different style and it's also kind of a, a crime it's more of a crime drama it you know starts it starts off yeah yeah it's st- i mean it, it has elements of stephen king for sure but it's it's more of a procedural like what's there's there's a murder and and a, and a mystery and a mystery same when
1: i listen to the book it's it's narr- i listen to it who narrated uh, it you know will patton who's oh. become like the go-to guy now for stephen king books because yeah. he has that perfect element of a little bit of grizzled for the older characters and he doesn't overplay the female characters like you know it's really hard to find a narrator who knows how to do both genders and not screw it up right he's really good at narration i've always liked him as an actor
2: and wasn't he in a couple (laughs) of stephen king films i think he was
1: was he in mist maybe i'm not sure no maybe
2: maybe i I, yeah uh, i'll look him up Uh, (laughs) maybe not that one um anyway
1: well, you know, I think one of his greatest narrators, I don't know if you guys, you probably didn't listen to him, but to me, the audiobooks are a whole other way of performing, you know, a Stephen King book as, as opposed to a novel or a TV show. It feels like a production, but the Dark Tower series had a narrator called Frank Muller. He's yes. probably the best, yeah, best fucking narrator I've ever heard in a, in a book. I would start looking just for his books. And then tragically, like before yeah. even Dark Tower was finished, he was in a motorcycle accident and, uh. and uh, suffered a brain injury where he couldn't speak. Ugh. of all things, yeah. a That's guy terrible. who, you know, he wasn't like paralyzed where he could still do his own thing. And then he died not long after. And it was like oh, devastated yeah. Stephen King. And they had yeah. a big memorial. And, but it's like he, th- those are books really worth listening to. The first book is uh, narrated by I think George Goodall and he's a little more sounds like red dead redemption. Cause it's more Western. Yeah. And then they, they landed on Frank Muller. Who's amazing. So, That's worth listening to. And then ever since Frank Muller, he's been kind of searching for the narrator for his books. And then they land on Will Patton, who's done a bunch of them since. And he's fantastic. Ah. So I I highly recommend the audiobooks of Stephen King because it's a whole other level of enjoying Stephen King.
0: Yeah.
2: Interesting. (laughs) Yeah, it's really good. Well, this series, um, first of all, there's 10 episodes total. And we're a little past that. There's eight. No, no there's, there's, 10. there's ten. How dare you? <laughs> and we've seen, we've watched seven. This, as, as of recording, so we're a little past the halfway point. Yeah, right. and we just uh, felt compelled to talk about and we're it. We're going to talk it about done. it, and we're going to. There will be spoilers, so please, if you haven't watched any of the episodes, uh, if you listen further, listen at your own peril, because we will be talking about things that happened in the first seven episodes.
1: And first episode. Which has yeah. a major spoiler. And so if you haven't watched it, you really don't even want to watch the first episode um, before. I mean, you want to listen to the first episode before you listen. We've all
0: read the book, right?
1: Yes. Yep.
2: Okay. So
0: yep. if you, you know, a lot of times when people watch shows based on Stephen King things, they've already read the book. So they already kind of know those spoilers anyway. Right. But they want to just see somebody's vision of the story brought to life. And uh, this, is a, this is a really faithful to the book as far as I can tell.
2: I agree. So far, yeah. And it plays out like a novel because it is like seven episodes and it feels like um, it takes its time. It's a slow burn. Yeah. But it's so well made. I mean, from the the people behind it, Richard Price is one of the creators who was a novelist. Yeah. Dennis Lehane, who did, uh, you know, um, Gone Baby Gone, which was a movie that came out with Ben Affleck,
1: and it really plays like a novel. Like it's yeah. kind of sprawl, it's sprawling, sprawling, cr- and a little slower, and mm-hmm. and, you and know, lots of attention movie. to character
0: details, which mm-hmm. is what Stephen King is so good at. And I think you, you can tell when somebody does a production of a of a, a literary work, you know, when they when they realize what it is about that work that makes it so popular. And often with Stephen King things, in fact, almost always with Stephen King things, it's the characters. That you, I mean, the premise is great too. But a lot of times the premises are very simple. Mm -hmm. That you could describe the premise and say, "Oh, that sounds interesting," on its own. But the thing that makes those premises work so well is the characters that are in it. You know, that are that are in that premise. And this one, the premise is great. It's it's a simple premise. It's a guy who, um, I mean, it's a it's about a murder, like a child murder, horrible child murder and there are witnesses and there are cameras and all the evidence that you would need in a in a criminal investigation is there pointing to this one person having done it but then you realize he was also somewhere else and Documented he has on video he's got video of that too right and fingerprints and dna and and witnesses tons of witnesses of both and then you you know you you Throw a, a cop into this—an old cop who's never seen anything like that before. is like thinking, "What do I do with this?"
1: I like too. They keep it very procedural and, and low key, almost film noir, cop based. Like I liked, and that's why I liked about the book actually was that it started out where it's strictly a crime novel. This is a, just a good crime book, which I love reading crime fiction and true crime, and um, I really enjoyed seeing Stephen King do something like this. It felt different for him. Mm-hmm. but also the same because you get these really colorful characters but you get this really cool grounded you know investigation into a murder. And so that to me was I would love for him just to do a straight out crime book.
0: Well, he set this in the universe sort of in the same universe. Well, I guess it is the same universe as the Mr. Mr. Mercedes novels. The that mm-hmm. series yeah. um also crime, which is also pretty crime based and it's an old cop, old retired cop who gets pulled back into these Cases that seem to have a, a, you know, unsolvable aspect, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, f- the the book Finders Keepers, which I thought was really mm-hmm. the best <laughs> one of the three. And the um the character of Holly Gibney from those books is in The Outsider as well.
2: Yeah, she comes in a couple episodes in. Mm-hmm. But it starts out with um, uh, Jason Bateman plays Terry Maitland, who's just your typical guy. Soccer dad. Yeah, uh... Coaches uh, a little, little league baseball yeah. team. And, you know, he's got a wife and kids. And he's Jason Bateman. Yeah. He's instantly adorable yeah. and lovable. Just a, just a nice guy. Yeah. And, um, but people saw him around where this young boy was brutally murdered. Not just saw him, but saw him covered so in blood. covered with blood. <laughs> and there was oh, a great shot of him with blood van. all over Yeah, and these it, people just, and was right by this van, and it was like, it was definitely him, because he's it's a small town, and everybody knows him, and they, they just were like, you know, what's that about? At the same exact time, he said, no, I was at a, a conference, you know, book conference, you know, 100 miles away in Ooh. a different city, and there was a video of him asking a question at one of these, you know, co- conference meetings is. and there With he witnesses is
0: witnesses and people saw him and uh, people in the gift shop remember him doing things and even he's,
1: though, you know, you have to remember, like, uh, they talk about, like, wit- like eyewitnesses are supposed to be the worst kind of evidence.
2: Exactly. Because so people get it wrong versus, It's lot. eyewitness versus video.
1: And I, even yeah. knowing what was going to happen or anything, I didn't want to believe the witnesses. I'm like, you're lying. You're just yeah. lying. I didn't want to believe them, even though they were all correct. You just assume, and I can see why people wouldn't want to. There's no way they saw this guy. He's too nice. Well, here's no, the,
0: the weird thing, too, about it, is the fact that it seems like he's trying to get caught. You know, when you look yes. at that evidence... He's, there's one shot where I thought this is kind of dumb, you know, where he sort of walks out and he looks right at the camera and faces the camera, and I thought oh, that was a little obvious. But then one of the characters says, "That's a little obvious, isn't it?" The way he's st- he's like he wants to get caught,
2: so he couldn't have done it because it was too obvious. By the bus station, that one where like he's getting like at night, he kind of looks at weirdly yeah. at the camera, yeah.
0: and he walks into a bar with a ton of people, yeah. with a bl- with blood all over him, right. and he's like, you "I
2: got to
1: clean up." It's like, what happened? Yeah. Nosebleed on his back. Yeah, like, okay. all over his
0: back, <laughs> it's... but it's it's one of those things where you you have those questions and you're thinking, mm, is this dumb or? And then the characters say, "This is weird. Why would he do that?"
2: Right, and it's um, so the whole thing <laughs> is, how can two, how can one person be at two places at the same exact time? Yeah, that is that is the uh, the conundrum. And Ralph Anderson is the cop, the local cop, played wonderfully by. Ben Mendelsohn, yeah, he's great. I'll watch uh,
1: anything he does. Yeah. Like, yeah, I saw he was in it. And I'm like, holy shit, this is perfect. And this, yeah.
2: goes, this goes back to your original uh, break. which you originally talked about, you know, how uh, actors from other countries portraying American yeah. <laughs> characters, and Ben Mendelsohn is Australian, and um, and he's just great as sort of like this really sort of uh, this this sad guy because he lost his uh, son. Yeah. You know? Right, he has a great haunted look in general. <laughs> yeah. Mendelsohn yeah. always kind of brings this sort yeah. of.
1: This weird sadness behind his his eyes that, mm-hmm. that he can just portray, just turn it on or off whenever he wants. And yeah. so he always has that sort of, he's kind of a tough guy, but he's got the super weird vulnerability at the same time, which is so great.
2: Yeah. So, you know, when he finds out about this and he finds out this, Terry Maitland was at the scene of this terrible murder of this little boy. He just wants to show him up and arrest him in the most most public because he's so pissed.
1: Such a betrayal because
0: he's still he's still reeling from the loss of his own son. And he understands what that feels like to lose a child and everything. So he's he's like got this resentment and anger welled up in him, you know, right.
1: And I thought that was a really interesting thing to show because you've, we see it played out with cops where they make yeah. the big scene and they make a big announcement. And it turns out it's not the right people. Yes. Or, and you can tell it's just like a political grandstanding thing to do and there's no reason any cops have to go and arrest someone like in front of everyone at work <laughs> or at school, like whatever they're doing. Whenever they pull that kind of move, you're like, eh vengeance. Mm-hmm. It's vengeance. And this was like, we're going to do, exactly it, at, gonna do it
2: at a baseball game in front of everybody. And they of, kind you
1: know. of justified it. Like, when you're watching the cops, you sort of see why they want to do it that way. Like, mm-hmm. you sort of understood it, but at the same time, you're like, mm, it's Jason Payman, man. And the <laughs> fact that he
0: didn't do it himself, he had the two other cops do it. It's almost like, I'm so mad, you guys go do this for me. <laughs> yeah, or else
2: I'll, you know, I'll yeah. punch him or do I'll something. Pu- exactly. yeah, I won't, yeah, I can't
0: trust myself. but. Yeah, Jason Bateman is so great when the guys show up. He's like, hey, guys, you know, and they're like, uh, Terry Maitland, you're under arrest for the murder. And he's like, he kind of laughs. He's like, what? Yeah. And, and it's so great because you, you kind of, you, you know, of course, when you're watching a thing like this, you put yourself in that situation. And then suddenly you realize, like with a lot of crime shows, a lot of crime documentaries and crime, true crime stories, all of a sudden, the terry maitland character has to be very very conscious of everything he yeah, does right. because everybody is interpreting everything mm-hmm. his every expression everything he does every body language everything he did everything that's in his trash can has suddenly has meaning and and you know portent you know and that be, that becomes a really scary part because you start relating you're like gosh you know, what if somebody just came into my house right now and said, you're under arrest for the murder of XX, you know, person down the street that you know, but haven't seen? And if like, how would that feel? I can't feel? imagine. Like, yeah.
2: this, this is something that happened a couple of days ago to me. I got pulled over by a policeman because I a feel a failure to yield. I kind of cut uh. into the traffic and... I just, if you feel shitty, like you go, oh, yeah. I feel like such a bum. Like, yeah. I really did something oh, wrong yeah. here. I feel like a criminal. And, yeah, and then you start looking at your car. Okay, is everything okay in my car? Like, is there, you know, like it's... You oh, just they t- come
1: to you like the two of them. Like, there's one that's kind of behind with yeah. their hands
2: on their guns and they're
1: walking up to you and you're like, holy
2: shit. Yeah, like exactly. And you just, you re- so take that to the nth degree of yeah. murder of a child and how you must feel. And like, you just have to like, really just like, oh, I really have, this is serious. And to be like,
1: yeah. Completely out of the blue, because yeah. you know you didn't do. it Also, out of the blue, you're getting arrested. You're like, What what? It would seem so unreal, and you can see, like, is this a joke?
2: And he says something like later, like, you know, you you ruined my life. Yeah, I'm
1: done. Yeah, you know, just yeah. the I'm accusation done. alone. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah,
0: accusations are a lot more powerful yeah. than the investigations, as we know. Right. Right. But it's um, it, you know, it's one of those situations that Stephen King is so good at, where you, that's that moment when he gets arrested. The whole story flips and changes into this nightmare <laughs> for this guy. And then you're thinking, I mean, because you're seeing these scenes that the people are recounting. The witnesses are saying, you know, he was covered in blood. You're seeing it. Right. But then you start seeing, when he starts explaining, you start seeing his side of it. And then you're like, wait a minute. What? And then it becomes a Stephen King story. <laughs> What's what is going to happen? What is really here? here? And that,
1: that. Well, and the strength to Stephen King books is like what I like about Stephen King. I almost don't care about the story; it's secondary. It's like his characters are so good and grounded and well, you know, just so full of life. Yeah. And so when they do a show like this, and you have such good actors, it's almost the same thing where you're just enjoying watching these actors do what they do, and then not only do they have this bizarre crime, which was great, they have a super realistic. You know, cop who resists any mention of anything that could be otherworldly or yeah, supernatural. Absolutely. I love that they have the skeptic in the show because so many times I feel like these these kind of stories, something supernatural is happening and everybody just right on board. Like, it, oh, it, we're chasing a it, demon. Yeah, exactly, or, yeah I exactly. love that he just is so you know, even as it's getting more and more impossible. There's that great scene where they're like, where are you going? And, you know, Ben Mendelsohn's storming off. I'm going to go look for evidence doing cop shit like that, you know, because he's just like has no time at all for this kind of nonsense of like boogeyman and supernatural stuff. Even
2: seven episodes in where there's just some things that are hard to explain. And when Holly Gibney comes in and she's the private eye that starts digging into what happened, you know, coming up to this murder. And she gives her presentation, and she's yeah. absolutely laughed. It's out a great of the room. Scene. Yeah.
1: yeah, I love Mendelsohn's. I like, i just so embarrassed. I hired this person. <laughs> it was yeah. so yeah. great.
2: But he's still he's resenting it. I mean, he's you know he is not. He's resisting it yeah. all the way. And I resist it, which would it. make perfect sense because I, resist it too. I would resist it too. That's the know. thing. That's me. I'm, a, I'm skeptic. a skeptic. I don't
0: believe in the supernatural. But, and I've had people tell me supernatural yes. stories, and I my reaction. Uh, you know, you try to be nice to them, and you try to be, you go, okay, okay, that's your, that's yours, but the um, <laughs> no,
2: there is I a, use a question. There is, like, there is a real, there is a yeah. real, you know, logical explanation. There Scientific, always is, you know, there always is. There's
1: people out there going, "No, I really saw a ghost." I'm like, "No, you did not." And Stephen King knows that. So in this <laughs> yeah. one, you have yeah. all I characters he's like, like us. Yes. yes
2: in this scene where actually something is happening that is supernatural or otherworldly. Well, that's the bad part
1: is that all the people we think are wrong are actually right in this. So. <laughs> well, that's
0: the, that's the nature of fiction. <laughs> that's why, I mean, you know, I always talk about The Exorcist and how much I love The Exorcist, but I don't believe any of that mythology that's in that movie. I just like it as a story, as a myth, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're talking about the the reaction that you would have. And I think one of the greatest moments in that um, scene where Holly gives her presentation and everybody's just looking at her, there's some great faces in that yeah. scene. And, you know, Ben Mendelssohn's face, he's just sort of looking around going, oh my God, oh, what have I paid for? What have what we wasted our day to listen to this? But um, Julianne Nicholson as Glory Maitland, the wife of uh, Terry Maitland, Who's sitting there And by this time You know Big spoilers Her
1: Yes We cannot emphasize Spoiler enough
0: Yeah This I'm gonna go ahead And say Spoiler again Scroll down Keep scrolling time. Keep Let's scrolling Let's our spoiler <laughs> song Yeah So now that's the, scroll, the, the um, scary uh, spoiler alert. Anyway, the um, the scene the, there's a, a really harrowing scene where they're moving Terry Maitland and the brother of the person that he allegedly murdered comes out of the crowd and kills him.
2: Shoots him as he's first going episode. to... First episode. Yeah, first or second? First, yeah. for, for, sec- second. Second, second. Yeah, second.
0: yeah, it's a total Ned
2: Stark and, moment. And you're you know? like, no, he's not going to... Yeah. Of he's it's gonna all from yeah. Jason Bateman, big star that they're selling, gone. Yeah, and he was dir- the director of the first two <laughs> yeah. episodes. Yeah, just yeah. Inside. he's really, a producer of really his project. And. There is the, uh, you know, the psycho moment, you know, the Janet yeah. Lee moment like, where the main characters is gone ap- you know halfway through episode two. I mean, yeah. when I
1: was reading the book, I thought this was going to be a man accused of crime he didn't do and that we we're going to figure out who really did it. And, and he's going to get off that... at the end. He's fine. Such a great, yeah. like, what? Because then you're just like, what the fuck's
2: going to And happen? he's just such a, uh, you know, like just t- totally innocent. Uh, sort of, so I, it just like, and that's the horror of the story is like if you're picked by this thing. Yeah. You're fucked. Yeah. (laughs) You know, bottom line, you know.
0: It got you, and it got him. And that scene, again, where we go, you know, into the future a little bit, to that scene with Holly presenting this thing, one of the people she's presenting it to is Terry Maitland's distraught wife, who, against her wishes, is sitting here listening to this. She's been sort of pulled into this investigation by the cop who had her husband arrested at the Little League game Mendelsohn. in front of the whole town.
2: Right. So she's not exactly thrilled by the police yeah. department cuz they you know. destroyed her life. But and the town hates her too because they think Terry Maitland's guilty also. Right. right. And they right. hate her
0: and her little yeah. two little girls and
2: Yeah, so she just really has her lawyer who's sort of like, you know, the one person that kind of, you know, stands by her.
0: But her great know. scene where she, you know, she just <laughs> says that it and she has this great blow up scene. She's really good, Julianne Nicholson. She used to be on Law and Order. I think a bunch of we other should, things. Yeah. We should play really a good. clip
1: of that because that is worth listening to. Yeah, I think let's play a clip of it. I, I don't know whether this presence
2: is El Cuco, but I do know that it's evil, and I believe it. I believe it's real.
0: The key now. The key is not to trace this monster back to Maria Canellis or whoever infected her or whoever infected that person or whoever or whoever or whoever back to the dawn of time. The key, the, the, the critical key now today is to stop it from going forward, which means we have to catch the person who was most recently infected, contain that person. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? This is what you've been doing this whole time? This is your big plan to exonerate my husband?
1: Is by going after the fucking boogeyman? Are you insane? Are you insane? Getting the goods on the fucking boogeyman? That's your plan? God damn, all of you.
2: So there's an example of so great. great acting. So in this so show. So great. And also the same thing in that scene is like, everybody's sort of looking at Holly going, you know, like either they're shaking their heads, their heads yeah. are down. They're like, and, but in the back is uh, another cop, uh, Jack Hoskins played by Mark Menchaca, who is, this is kind of like this asshole sort of guy in the beginning. He's sort of like a, you know, tough guy cop, you know, yeah. attitude, a drinker, but he's the one that's sort of like giving him, a, giving her a little slack. Cause he for knows, some reason, for some reason
0: he's, yeah, it's, You know, more more spoilers, but he's been
1: compromised
0: and yeah. he's a scary he becomes a really scary kind of a spy type of a situation and with they have him. some
1: really scary scenes with yeah. him like where the things like hurting him which yeah. are like just really disturbing to me they have a great sound where it's kind of like knocking him to the ground it's like and it's whipping this weird, him creepy the, yeah. sound and, and there's these, these bubbles big blisters. ugly blisters on the and back just, of his
2: neck you just imagine how just, that would hurt and he just
1: yeah. it seems like really extreme pain so he can't not do what this thing wants him to do and it's just ugh. he
0: doesn't know what it wants there's a scene yeah, out in the like, woods why? where he's bringing it things and <laughs> yeah. you're like why is it making him bring random shit. and microwaves (laughs) and furniture. And And dead deer. Yeah. And he he leaves it and he's like,
2: what do you want? What do you want me to do? And then smacks him again. (laughs) Yeah. But it was interesting because people were looking, like, why is, you know, later they talk about, why was Jack sort of like, you know, okay with this presentation?
0: Yeah. He's not the kind of guy that would fall for that. Right. right. And
1: her presentation is basically uh, what was offending everyone is that she basically came to the conclusion that (laughs) <laughs> this entity is basically kind of like an ancient boogeyman. Every it's it's appeared everywhere in history, throughout history. There's a name, different name depending on the country. There's this entity. Yeah. Um. Basically, we call it a boogeyman. They they're calling it the el cuco. El, el cuco. Yeah. Cuco. And um. Basically, this thing will somehow interact with you through another, like what would you call it? Like not advocate, but he would be part of this person, like, like a with host the cop, a, like, a it's host. like a parasite. Kind and they of come thing. up and they kind of, they somehow scratch you. They break your skin somehow. Even it can just be a scratch or a little thing. And, um, it passes it on almost like a disease. Yeah. And so then the next person has it. So she discovered that there's these same kind of murders of people that were, it was impossible for them to be in two places at one time that have happened in different parts of the United States. So she's presenting this as like, it's basically all cuckoo. It's like he's it's a boogeyman basically. So that's why everyone kinda goes, This this is what we paid for. Yeah. And it's like completely but what I loved about it is when she was putting all the pieces together, it felt really big and creepy when you started realizing this was happening in a lot of places. Yeah. So And they're creepy. all
0: kind of connected. You can put this person did this here, and yeah, then later he infected other. this person yeah. who did this here. And it's le- it's sort of a thing that's yeah. going across like a like a
2: and it's like gone a back a since the plague you know, you know yes. beginning of time so yeah is, we you're just happening happen to you know come across it right and like so the only reason we it.
0: know yeah. is because we have things like DNA and yeah. security cameras now right. you know before right. this thing could get away with that kind of stuff a lot easier right and another because little just, thing that a person saying I saw him there right. you'd say well I don't believe you
1: yeah and then oh here's the film yeah you know mostly it'd be like someone saying this is where he was but now they have, like you said we have a film of him showing and up. DNA they were. Also layering in a very like some quick scenes of a guy in a hoodie and you barely see yeah. his face. But you know, like how and his face seems kind of deformed. You know how it, when you're it, it's night and it's dark and you, you can look at someone's face and it seems like it almost starts swimming and it's mm-hmm. creepy and distorted sometimes. Or is that just me? I think it's just you, Kathy. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe it was drugs. Well, anyway, we're moving
2: no. away from Kathy. How many, how many fingers should... am I holding up?
1: <laughs> Five. <laughs> It was too. Um, but anyway, so the, the, you can barely see his face, but there's something wrong with it. Yeah. Super yeah. creepy. Like better than actually seeing the face. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, eyewitnesses have seen him. And so they get somebody to sketch it for him. And they're like, nice sketch, dude. This yeah. looks just, it's a weird, distorted face. Well, the same weird, distorted face keeps showing up a, because in it, police sketches.
2: Yeah. And why it's always sort of around, it, it feeds off of grief. Yeah. So it's almost like serial killers. They want to come Soaking back to the scene of the crime mm-hmm to to see it and in there's the print-
1: nothing suspicious about a dude in a hoodie standing around yeah, <laughs> it's yeah or, like or even somebody with out. a weird
0: face you yeah. know? it's like people sometimes look away from people like that and that's i think i remember in the book um stephen king saying something like the that this face was the kind of face that people don't look at yeah uh, right. And it's like you you may just glance for a second but you look away because you, yeah. eye. you know yeah. something
1: kind of wrong and you're just like i don't want to be a part of this yeah so that's another thing that they're dealing with is this sort of person that keeps showing up in police
2: sketches. Yeah, but I want to talk about the cast real quick. Let's talk about this incredible <laughs> I mean, cast, really so, great cast. So Ben Mendelsohn, we talked about
1: who's great. I don't know if people seen Bloodline, but he was so fantastic in Bloodline. That's where I discovered him. Yeah.
0: Or The Dark Knight Rises, he was really good. I thought his his scenes in that were outstanding. I thought it was one of, one of the better things. I think that movie's a bit underrated. Dark Knight Rises. But his character in that was really great. There's a the scene where he realizes that he's been ugly in in a very horrible way, <laughs> yeah. betrayed by Bane, you know. Right. And he's and Bane is like touching his face. It's really creepy. And he and he looks at him and he realizes this is I'm in over my head. And he's like, What are you? yeah <laughs> it's a great scene he's so good at that yeah
2: but he's great i mean Jer- the, jeremy bob is a really good character actor yeah i've seen him a lot julian nicholson as burke mentioned mayor winningham who is mayor winningham
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah she's great
2: as uh, ralph anderson's wife mark benchaka plays jack hoskins a real interesting actor yeah um cynthia erivo you know who oh is, yeah uh, nominated for an nom- oscar for yep. harriet you know she's holly gibney yeah and uh you know, she's
0: interesting. This is another thing people are talking about the fact that the African American actress was cast in a, you know, is another complaint. No, it's the wrong race, you know, but it's like, it's, it is a character in a fictional story. It's she's a, a great re- actress. She's and, a
2: great actress and she pulls it off. Because yeah. you see her in other things. I mean, this is like something totally different that she's playing, you know, this really buttoned down Asperger's uh, yeah. esque woman who's brilliant, almost yeah. like a savant.
0: But also has experience with the because you have to assume that she is the same Holly Gibney from the Mister Mr. Mercedes series. Yeah, she is.
2: So she's okay with super. So she's yeah.
0: she's yeah. seen supernatural yeah. stuff. Right. She knows. So that, she
1: doesn't start from that, but she knows it's a possibility, and she's not going to just disregard it out of sight like the way Mendelssohn does because she knows it could be a possibility. Right. And that's sort of what she brings up. She goes, "When you look at all possibilities, and the only thing left is this. Well, then it has to be this." And Mendelson's like, "No, it isn't." Is.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because she's very. She doesn't want to bring it up because she knows who she's dealing with. She even tells
1: know. them, "They're like, you're not going to believe me when I say this, but this is what the deal is."
0: Well, yeah. here's the one thing that I think might be a slight crack in this whole in the whole story that I that I thought about with the book, and I'm thinking about with the movie. This it's not a not really a criticism, but it is a bit of a criticism. <laughs> Instead of a criticism, <laughs> is this a criticism? No <laughs> I'm not going to criticize it, but I have Mark a criticism. Bringing down the hammer a little bit of a, a little bit of a thing that i think about with stories like this that sometimes people don't ask the right questions you know what i mean yeah. it's mm-hmm. like something's happening mm-hmm. and in the back of my mind i'm saying well why don't why doesn't anybody say what if it's this and there's a thing that somebody could have said well, what if it's this and that and nobody ever brings it up and, and it's an explanation that's like
2: let me can i can i guess what you're going to say yeah. what is it a twin
0: Either a twin, yeah. Nobody brings up the idea that maybe he's got a twin brother who came back to town, yeah. and this twin brother that nobody knows about has been, you know, is doing this stuff. But there's also, I mean, it's it's so weird that why doesn't anybody say try to explain it with a weird thing that's not supernatural by saying what if this guy is trying to frame Terry Maitland and has a mask? You can make masks. You know, I've seen. You know, you've. I saw it in Mission Impossible, man. (laughs) But no, seriously. I mean that, that masks aren't that good. If somebody had just sat around and and they were like, well, what if the guy's wearing a
2: mask? Is he wearing a mask? But you know, he he did ask a question. I mean, like if you look at the evidence. You know, a mask—even a great mask—you can kind of like on a video. You'll say that doesn't really. Look but he like was cute. always
0: in a dark. Bar. He was in a dark bar. He was out in the woods. It was a little girl that saw him. that witnessed him. There
2: was
1: lighting outside where he was walking down the street. I mean, he looks right at the camera. He wants to be seen, so he's looking yeah. right at things. He's in that brightly lit hallway.
0: But it's still just video. Maybe it was a mask, you know, or maybe he was collecting a little bit of the DNA. And, you know, you can do those fake fingerprints. And one of the things that they talk about is that the fingerprints are kind of badly formed mm-hmm. at one point. And I feel like one of the investigators should have said maybe they're, maybe he's using some sort of a... You know, that you can, you can make copies of fingerprints... With glue, and maybe he put these fake fingerprints on his fingers and touched stuff purposely to leave Terry Maitland's fingerprints. But where would he get
1: Terry Maitland's fingerprints? Somewhere, you know? I I mean, there's too many things that would have to be perfect. The hair would have to be perfect. The but body type of that, to be, the height would have to be perfect. His clothes. That but he it would have owned. to be
0: that or supernatural.
1: But then we have other people, a bunch of twins coming out of the blue uh, that yeah. murder people and frame them all at the same time that have all interacted. Like then it starts to becoming too big. But I
0: guess my thing is, I'm I'm wondering why they didn't try to come up with some better non supernatural explanations for it, like twins or a guy wearing a mask or, you know.
2: Yeah. I feel like there were was like mentions of things. I just think it's like, like you know going along, if I'm in the position of of the the police here, they're just like, no, there's no question that he did it. Um, And now, you know, he's starting to think, well, what could possibly, and and maybe he still might come up with that because he still doesn't believe it.
0: They just seem stumped. Yeah, they yeah. they act like they don't want to talk about it. It's yeah. almost like I don't know, I don't know. Well, Mendelssohn.
2: Wanna... doesn't want to, and yeah.
1: they've kind of sidelined him, so he's not even officially on the case, but he's right. still working the case. Right. Which, you know, cuts him out of the loop a little bit. But then they're all kind of sorting to come on board with this weird supernatural thing, and he's the only holdout who's like, no, I'm not listening to this crap. Right. Yeah. And you know he and you know these people knew this guy. I think it's yeah. one thing to wear a mask. And try and imitate somebody, but to get it exactly right the whole time with the multiple videos that he's in and the and you know we saw it we see him through their eyes and it is Jason Bateman no right. doubt, <laughs> um, and you know the fact that all of those things would have to align so perfectly and there's just no master criminal. But what be.
0: you're saying is that so it must be therefore supernatural.
1: It could be clones. <laughs> no one said clones.
0: Nobody said robots. Clones. Robots, robots. What about robots. Yeah. No see. one said anything
1: about robots. But I mean, I try and think like if that was, I would still be thinking it was like some sort of trick of the video, or like it wasn't really him, someone who looked like him. You know, I, like they well,
0: faked the date stamp on the video. But there was know. witnesses at the convention that he was at, and he was well, on TV. Yeah. Well, you know?
2: that's why the Alec uh, Alec Pelly, who you know, who was the the PI, goes there and uh, yeah. goes to the guest uh, the uh, gift shop mm-hmm. and all that, and he kind of realizes, or maybe it was uh, Ralph Anderson went to the gift shop. Yeah. He realizes. Yeah, he was definitely here. Yeah. And he was definitely there. Yeah. So what do you, so you're stumped. You are legitimately stumped. But yeah, that's I, I think I
0: that was my question is it a real you know I, there would have been I feel like there would have been a little bit of speculation even but, if wearing a mask is is a ridiculous idea somebody would have said it maybe like what if he was wearing a mask.
1: They yeah. said it off camera. <laughs> they just didn't show us up. They part. can't put everything in. They can't show every <laughs> stupid idea. Yeah. yeah. There's so many
0: I know. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. the, I sure. feel like they've. I feel like they were just. They were just silently stumped. Well, they and then they make this jump to. You know, eventually in the story, they they sort of make a bit of a jump to. Well. It must be supernatural.
2: Well, they could have they could have addressed that with a quick dialogue. On yeah, it. just a said, little thing. Uh, what about a mask? And, and they would look at the video. Does that look like a mask to you? I mean, or, I'm not sure if there was
1: or, a throwaway line that sort of insinuated that because I mean, I wasn't looking for the line early on, but there were a lot of scenes of them tr- looking at the video trying to figure it out and like, is it him? Is it his? Is it him? And they're they're kind of speculating and trying to figure it out. I don't know if there was sort of a it's not a ma- like some little phrase that would make it sound like Or something like, like,
0: well, it couldn't be a twin because the DNA matched perfectly. Twins have similar DNA, or, you know, some sort of scientific explanation why they know that it isn't a twin, but it is, in fact, Terry Maitland's actual DNA. Yeah. yeah. And that, I mean, some, some little thing that would have, that would have made it sound like they were really speculating yeah. and thinking, what could this possibly be?
1: I wonder if that has ever happened in all crime
0: yeah, I wonder like,
1: because I I watch a lot of crime shows and you know I will not apologize, but um it seems like cops are very pragmatic.
0: Yeah, the thing sure. is
1: when you're solving crimes, it just isn't that crazy. It's yeah, like right, you know, it's a person that probably knew the victim. Uh, it's probably within their circle. We found the guy. It's probably him. It looks like him. It's got the same hair color, same height. It's probably him. It's him. You yeah. know? So it's like, there, there just isn't that many, there aren't many opportunities where cases completely go awry and completely crazy and weird. Yeah. I mean, some have twists, but to be a cop, you, you're strictly looking at straight down the line. There's no weird veering off into fantasy lands. I right. think you start doing the weird Conspiracy ideas, you'd never solve a crime. You're going right. way off
2: track because that's not what And 99% in real life. Yeah. are just straight yeah. down this, the line. And this is a sm- you know, relatively small yeah. town. We and got,
1: got him on a, video. He killed a kid. It looked, yeah. looked like him and acted like him. We we witnesses, him. There's witnesses, right. there's DNA, there's fingerprints. Him. And
2: we want this to go away. We, we, yeah. Yeah.
1: we don't need They exactly. want to solve it. We As we know from the West of Missouri, yes. it's all about they <laughs> just want the cases to be solved and they don't want a bunch of nonsense about it. And if you
0: can get people to believe it was devil worshippers, then you're done. All the better. And if you find
1: creepy kids that look like devil worshipers, done solved yeah. you know? yeah. if they'd had video of Damien in two places at once for the rest of History yeah. I would like to have seen what would happen. <laughs> definitely a twin yeah <laughs> so, so anyway
2: uh, but anyway it's just it's a really the characters are very real mm-hmm. they're very fleshed out it's a very slow burn of a show they keep it real smart usually very yeah I think it's very smart I think it's smart I, and I, know, there's, there's the,
1: one little subtle thing I really liked I thought was well played you know the, the apparition or whatever he is pays a visit to Mendelssohn's wife yes. Mary Winningham I should be using character names, but I'm using actor names. <laughs> um, so he's sitting in a chair in their living room, and she's kinda she thinks she's dreaming as she walks in. And he's basically like, you know, sending the message of like Mendelssohn needs to stop. Yeah. He yeah needs to stop yeah. m- researching me. Yeah. So later they're trying, you know, she's talking about this thing visited the living room, and Holly finds out about it. And she's like, Why didn't you tell me about this visitation? So she goes in there and she's lighting up the table you know, looking where the guys had been sitting and instead of having this big fucking reveal scene or big stupid thing, just some kind of stuff like some slime sort of residue residue that's only visible with a certain kind of light very small moment, very creepy moment that's fact based, which but I it's love. it's the same stuff they
0: found in a barn right. in And so his, they're like here's y- y-. this
1: little residue. Yeah. That, you know, and so the idea that the residue that was at a fucking crime scene yeah. showed up in your house. Yeah. I mean, so eerie but quiet and underplayed and weird, yeah. you know. I, that's the kind of horror this is. It's not big, loud, stupid. Bleh. There's one scene of gore with the kid, quick shot of the body and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a a
2: gory movie at all or a show at
1: all.
0: It's but it's classy. Yeah, but it's genuine horror. You know, it's like deep. Under your skin. Yeah, well, it's like,
2: uh, you know, Mare Winningham, Jeannie was her, I think is her name. Um, yeah. What's interesting is like, she she met this apparition in, the, in the, her house. Yes. Yeah. And it she wants Ralph to believe yeah. this. Like, what I saw is what the same thing with that that little yeah. that kid said they got the kid that carjacked the uh, you yeah. know yeah
0: same like, police well, and the little girls and, li- and like
2: I want this chair out of here yeah like, mm-hmm. I'm throwing this chair you take this chair to the tr- you know to the dump I like where she just puts and, it outside yeah. yeah in the backyard.
0: <laughs> and I've already ordered one on Amazon. Yeah, so <laughs> a new stuff. one it's to that, replace that's it. The kind of stuff that would
2: have if, if, if you're trying to convince your husband. You know this, yeah. I and mean, she gets really mad. Yeah, yeah. In, in a later episode, because you can get, get on board. This is what's well, going. Well, no one on will here.
1: believe her, and that's the whole fucking problem. And that happens a lot. Even like when we were talking about the Ted Bundy case, like the cops won't fucking believe people. Yeah, and they won't listen. Yeah. And even though it's sitting, you know, staring them right in the face. Here's a sketch. Same dude. In different states, same dude showing up and talking to people. No one talked to each other before they did this creepy guy's face. Just believe them. And, and I She I love seems to, like
0: she's on the verge of believing. You know, yeah, she's, she's more prone to believing. Well, she's seen him. I mean, yeah. she.
1: You know, I think so, if
2: Mendelssohn saw him. Well, Mendelssohn also had that. You know, sleeping had that apparition of his uh, late of his yeah. dead yeah. son saying, uh, "Leave it or something. Yeah. Or leave it alone." Yeah. And he just thought it was a dream. Or let me go or something. Let, uh, yeah. let yeah. it go. Let, let it, it go. go. Yeah, right.
0: something like that. Yeah. It could have been about his son's death yeah. or it could have been about this case.
1: That's what I love about it is that it's the translation of facts yeah. that's interesting. And I love, too, where it's just little scenes. That's a, It's one of those shows where you just have to watch for the small stuff because that's yeah. really the enriching part of it. The, the chair is out in the back, like yeah. in the driveway or something. And he goes out and he looks at the chair and he sits in it and you can feel he's like sitting in it trying to absorb like can I feel it can yeah. I yeah and you can see him just trying to he wants to figure it out he, you can he, tell
0: in his brain yes. he's thinking about it. externally he's saying I'm skeptic I don't believe it but inside he's thinking oh this is
2: he's like it, trying to make the skeptics strange. trying to make it real and this yeah. is the stuff that I mean this is the, the people behind this uh, not only Stephen King but Richard Price and yeah. uh, Dennis Lehane are novelists. And this all, that's stuff that ha- happens moments. in a book. Yeah. yeah. You sit down in the chair, and you might, are you sitting in the chair, just, you know, absorb. that happens, you know, they put the scenes in as opposed to just zipping through the, yeah. the bigger scenes. And, and also small just things.
1: vocalizing everything. Like they could have yeah. had a thing where I'm going to go sit in the chair and see if I can <laughs> feel it. Like they let that just right. sort of happen. <laughs> yeah and yeah. they don't have people talking a yeah. lot about stuff like I remember a lot of the show doesn't have a lot of dialogue so, it's just expressions yeah, yeah
2: and some, I've heard you know some criticism Well, oh, it's a little slow oh, it's, it's like, people like but because it's it has that stuff in it yeah. and yeah. if you really pay attention there are some rewards there yeah.
0: I love yeah. that it puts you in the place yeah. you feel like you really know these people and like we keep saying, the cast is so great. And mm-hmm. another person I want to bring up again is Mare Winningham. She's always so real mm-hmm. in things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we just watched the other night, just watched a movie with her in it that I've always loved this movie, but it is a dark film, but it's a, it is one of the great LA movies. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, Miracle I Mile.
1: Do. Yeah. Great movie.
0: Really oh. fun movie. And she's the so natural she in, in that. that. She's yeah. so natural. She's like this real person in the film and i love that there's a scene where she's taking sleeping pills and he's trying the boy is trying to get her out and he puts her in a shopping cart anthony edwards <laughs> anthony edwards <laughs> and he's rolling her down the street you know and uh, down the miracle mile in the middle of the night and she wakes up and she's like why am I in this car? <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like this great little moment of like
2: that movie freaked me out. I saw yes. that. It was about, very scary. Like Eighty eight, and I, I have to say, yeah. I was a little I had a little of that going on. I was yeah, a stunned. it was dark. It was I one was of those movies really you walk f- out stunned. I was really like scared. Yeah, like, there was some was ending scary. scenes where like you know the. Um, the uh, nuclear war, war yeah. is coming oh, going over, flying over LA and like Ugh. spoiler it yeah. well, was from 1980s yeah, if you haven't seen it go <laughs> uh, see yeah, it yeah we have a
1: thing here it's not really a spoiler yeah. the movie's like 500 years old exactly. you, you don't get to wrong well the then I'll, I'll
0: talk about her scene at the very end in the helicopter where she's panicking and i thought that 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 kills me every time yeah. she she does such a realistic she it's almost one of those scenes where you accept it you know everything is is being blown up but then suddenly, suddenly, the your biology kicks in when the water starts coming up sudden you you're like content, and then all of a sudden, it kicks in and you're like i don't want I don't want this I don't want this <laughs> yes, and there's yes. a scene where she's pushing on the wall and and they're in they're sinking into the tar and the tar pits, uh. and she's pushing on this wall of the helicopter, and she's like, "I don't want this, I don't want this That's and creepy. she's freaking out in such a a way that just kills me yeah, every time. Really so That's great. a
2: real under, underrated film. And by really the way, is. anything from the uh, last century is. is <laughs> yeah. There's no such it. thing as <laughs> spoilers. Anything from the last century. <laughs> <laughs> if it was in the eighties, we're
1: going to spoil it. Fuckers. But yeah, um,
0: check out that movie for another mirror Winningham
1: performance. Another scary, I think a scary moment was among these later episodes where, Holly, go ahead. Where Holly, um, is in the car with, uh, what's the cop's name? Who's the one who's yes. sort of being driven by the, the entity.
2: Jack Hoskins. Jack yeah. Hoskins. Yeah,
1: And he's going to take her to the barn, like to the scene of the crime, because she wants to see it. And um, all of a sudden he's acting real weird. Mm-hmm. He's been beat up by the entity the night before. He so he has, has all his makeup on. It. He looks grotesque. <laughs> yeah. He's got like a half closed <laughs> eye and this white makeup here and there. Just a mess. And she's like, It'd be better without it. You know? Yeah. And so I love that they're driving. And she's like, Aren't we there like sort of starting to creep up on her like something's not right with this guy? But at the same time I love where he's he's still aware. He goes, "What's wrong with me? Why is it doing?" Like they start having a discussion about the entity. Yeah. And he's kind of like, "Why is it doing? Why me? Why did it pick me?" And she's she's realizing that, "Oh shit, it is him." Yeah. And she sees the blisters on his neck and she's like, her face like, "I'm in a car with this yeah. fucking thing right now." Yeah. And they're driving and I love her like what would you do yeah. if you're like, la, la, drive, drive. Oh, like all of a sudden you realize the person in your car is playing those dangerous thing in the world right now. And yeah. you're like, what? Well, how do I act normal? Oh. And I, her solution was fantastic. Yeah.
2: Really smart. But
1: really real. And again, kind of small, which I loved. It wasn't yeah. like a big car wreck or some stupid thing. They didn't so blow up the gas that. station. But yeah, so we're, we're closing in on the last three episodes.
0: Yeah.
2: It's, it's a real, it's a, everything about it is first rate. It you know, is. When yeah. People say, oh it's, it, if they think, oh, it's Stephen King, it's horror. If you're not really into that, yeah. don't, just watch it yeah. anyway. It's, it's just, just really, it. there's quiet rewards. Well, I have yeah. to give
0: a big shout out here to an old friend of mine. We go way back. We worked on a film together in the 80s. Um, a guy named Bill Johnson, who did the special effects makeup in this. He was the mm. special effects makeup yeah, the supervisor. The blisters were so good. Yeah,
1: creepy. <laughs> they look so real.
0: He's a super talented guy. He's worked on so many cool things, from you know, Walking Dead and all this stuff, and and even uh, Devil's Knot. He did the uh, oh. the victims in that film. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, he's never a saw it. he's a good guy. I remember we did a film together a long time ago. I don't know if I should mention the name of it, but it's a film that we worked on in Atlanta called Evil in the Woods. <sighs> And We're I gonna believe post that. It is I Burke's believe Burke's in it. I believe it might be the worst film ever made.
2: No, that one Palm Dor in nineteen eighty seven. <laughs> We need to find the
0: worst God. film ever made.
2: <laughs> we need to find this
1: film and actually review it on the show. I, I would it's, love to see. We this need to movie. do that. It's a
0: rarity, though. It's a. It's uh, there's actually websites about it about how rare it is and about how awful it is and about it's got a cult following. Like a very there's like eight people
2: available on Betamax only. Okay, so keep an
1: eye out for a future episode about Evil in the Woods because we're going to do it. that's where I met
0: Bill. So I've kept in touch with him over the years, and I always follow his work because he always does such great stuff. And this is another excellent example of his work
2: <laughs> well so, it's, it's, a, it's on hbo hbo streaming hbo go hbo now mm-hmm. hbo then go now hbo go now <laughs> go hbo go <laughs> but we'll we're gonna come back and have you know a second part after Follow the, the scene. see how it
1: yeah. resolves see if we like it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. see if it ends
0: we'll the way we want it to
2: or right. if it, it better not let us down <laughs> Or if they come back with a season two. Yeah. That's there, what they're talking rumors.
0: about. Yeah. Mm-hmm, and wondering yeah. how they could do that because they would have to sort of create a story. Unless there's another another um book coming out. Yeah, another Ben well, uh, could Detective do, Ralph Anderson story yeah. coming up. They the could do he, it like
1: true detective and have like it's called The Outsider, so it's another sort of type of, you know, thing, you know thing an outsider yeah. not necessarily the same outsider but right it could still be a story about like you know a sort of lightly supernatural crimey thing kind of like true detective they could do or that.
0: Mr. Mercedes you know yeah. that was another yeah. series too that I haven't I seen I need to finish
1: it. It. I started it and I didn't like it cuz the guy had a pet turtle and I just knew it wasn't going to be good so I oh, couldn't finish no. I know I'm oh. such a wuss <laughs> Anyway so yes we all are really enjoying the outsider I think you will too if you give it a chance and just slow your ass down and enjoy the little <laughs> things
0: pay attention
2: and, and Patty Considine, who's also in it, is also British. He plays the strip ah. club owner. Yep. Oh, yeah, Cynthia right. Erivo is British, playing Holly Gibney. So you know, there's yep. again that whole thing. Is and lots you know of out. Brits. The
0: actor Yul Vasquez is in it. Yeah, he's. I think he's really good. He's one of those actors I like that because he's so uh, he underdoes it. You know, mm-hmm. he doesn't overdo it. Never overplays. Doesn't seem like an actor. It's like the other, there's a couple other characters in this that I was saying. They seem like real people who wandered onto us. Derek,
2: Derek Cecil, who plays uh, Andy, who's yes. like Holly's sort of semi-friend, boyfriend or whatever. Right. You know, just a regular guy. And yeah. I
0: love that about when they when yeah. casting directors do that. And also the styling and the, the, the style of their clothes is like, you know, this is like a real, real person. <laughs> exactly. The mustache, you yeah. know, <laughs> it, it yeah. just all works so well to look like you're watching real people.
1: Yeah. and just so you know I just found Evil in the Woods on Amazon Prime so we're fucking doing it all right you guys stay tuned is
2: it in 5k they better do a uh, you know remastering of it. I think it's all standard, but that's okay.
0: Mm. I don't right. even know if I have a copy of that. But well,
2: you oh. do now.
1: You do now. <laughs> Forever get, on the internet. I
0: believe I get sort of vaguely killed at the very beginning of that. <laughs> We're going to
1: find out, aren't we? Look
0: for but,
2: look for right. social media updates.
1: Yeah. And
0: the I I'm going to go ahead and go ahead and just apologize to everyone who <laughs> might want to watch that film. We're going to have
1: Devin in for that one. Yeah, we need to get Devin in
0: to Let's talk get about Devin that. in.
1: Um, okay, so look for us on social media, cinemondopodcast.com. We're on Facebook slash Cinemondo Podcast. We're on Twitter, Cinemondo Pod. we're on Patreon, Cinemondo Podcast. look for us, look for us, look for us. And email us. There. Thank you email for all the questions. Us. Give and us suggestions to things yes. to talk about. Yeah. Check
0: all out right? our Facebook page and our um and our MySpace page and/or we're all uh, over
2: Twitter, man. Just come on in and check out Kathy's website at (laughs) bitterkathy.com. Where I talk about all the things
1: I hate, which there's a lot. (laughs) All right,
2: take care. Bye. Thanks for listening.
0: Cinamondo, signing off.